0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're broadcasting today from nc located in Kearney, Nebraska, at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. So a couple days of cattle shows and sales going on here in Kearney. Looking at what we saw in the markets today little bit of green on the screen. I think we're okay with that when it comes to the corn, even the livestock side of it as well. Corn and beans were up. Wheat, though, on the other hand, has had a struggle, and I think that struggle is going to be around for a while. We're going to find out kind of what the feel is of the markets. You know, it is February. I think February markets just have an odd sense to them. We'll look at demand for the soybeans, which has had some robust numbers as of late. And also, what about corn? And what are we seeing when we look at our neighbors to the south? Lots to happen today as Jeff Peterson joins us with Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, it really does February always has that odd duck market feel.
1: You know, it, it definitely can. And, and it's normally a time and air where you don't get a lot of direction out of that market. And, and a lot of the, it seems like the directions usually depends on, you know, kind of how you begin that month. But definitely had some nice, uh, nice movement today. It was interesting. You know, markets being closed yesterday for President's Day, they opened up last night. Soybeans gap higher on the open because we're seeing some, you know, the freezing conditions, the frost conditions coming out of southwest Argentina gave us a little boost there. But then at one point today, Susan, you know, we we closed... Up about 21 and a half cents on the, the March futures. At one point, though, the market was only up about seven or eight. It just didn't really feel too good. But then we started seeing some strength come back around from the bean oil side. And that actually went into the green and started kind of giving soybeans a little boost. So overall, it didn't really feel like too bad a finish unless you're over there in the wheat complex.
0: And, and we'll talk more about that wheat. But as you look at kind of the overall fuel, we only have four days this week. Can we keep this trend going this week?
1: you know when we, we we were evaluating what we thought the open was going to be like um uh, the the hard part is that you just don't know what that frost you know how much damage was done we were seeing some temperatures that showed could have been 2 3 hours down in the you know 27 degree area on the coldest so we know there was some damage done thing kind of complicates everything a little bit is carnival is going on down there so you've got a lot more people than normal that are off work Um, we had we'd been looking at this market and been a little bit suspect of it meaning we know we're getting into that time time of the year and and time where south america's got some really good production coming on but boy that argentine crop just keeps getting hit you know you throw a a 60 year drought on it you throw uh, some really warm temperatures last week a little bit of lack of moisture and then you then you try to freeze parts of it and that's just kind of brought this bean market back to life a little bit
0: so let's talk a little bit since you brought up south america as you look at at the development and, and harvest first of all of this crop what what number what percentage are they at because every it seems like every few days they're backing off on that good to excellent and moving more to the poor very poor category
1: yeah you know they really are so digging into that a little bit so let's just start we're gonna go with argentina first and we'll go over to brazil You know, Argentina, and and keep in mind, they've got a really long planting season on that. Their early planted soybeans, um, right now, you know, they're about 63% potted. Only about 2% of those are mature. Uh, Their later planted soybeans right now are about 50% flowering. So that's where there's some concern on these cool attempts and the damage that it could uh, have done. Um, But we, so as a result is we're not seeing out of Argentina any harvest happen on soybeans yet. There is a little bit of early corn harvest getting started, just on the very, very front end in Argentina, that being Santa Fe and Entre Rios, kind of born right in the kind of center part of of Argentina. Now, right now, about 20% of that area is mature. Now, the early yields that are coming off there, they, they really are not doing very good. But that's probably to be expected because that would have been some of the first planted corn that, that would have got in and, you know, in the dry conditions that it had early on is, is really hurting it. Now, the later planted corn kind of think of it this way. It's about 50% pollinated right now. So some, some moisture that comes in here later, that crop can still either be helped. Or hurt. Now, when we switch over to Brazil, um, got a lot more activity on the harvest side going along there. Soybeans are about 25% harvested. That compares to 33%. So, this bean crop that really got planted in really good time. Um, hasn't been pushed along because of, of really threatening weather. It's been, you know, naturally maturing, but boy, here at the end, we've really just picked up more moisture than what's been liked. Uh, Matagroso is getting a little too much moisture early. Now that's kind of shifted down into more of, um, Mato uh, Matagroso to Seoul and, and over into Paranon. That area looks like it's going to continue to be wet, which is going to slow up overall harvest. Now, Matagroso itself, though, is about 60% harvested. And that's actually good for that Safrina corn crop because we know that, you know, Matagroso itself probably produces over 40, 45% of that Safrina corn. Overall, right now, the Safrina corn is 40% planted. That is behind last year. Last year at this time, it was about 53% planted. Now within Matagroso itself on the Safrina crop, that's about 50% planted compared to about 68.4% planted last year. Now, there's a few things on the safrina corn crop, though. It's getting planted a little bit later than we'd like to see. You know, they've probably got about another week, and they really ought to get most of it in. Um, ideally, they won't this year. And some of the reports that we're actually hearing is that if we physically want to be able to hit the type of forecasts that are being you know, produced out there or talked about out there in regard to the size of the safrina crop, we'd really probably need to see about 80% of that Safrina corn crop planted um, by the end of uh, February. And with the current pace we're on and with the weather forecast we have coming at us, that just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I think down the road, what we're going to do is we're going to start hearing them probably back off a little bit on that Safrina corn crop, on the size of it, also on that first crop corn that's being harvested right now, I think yields are coming in a little bit lower than what the trade was expecting, Susan.
0: Well, it's definitely going to make for some interesting times as we see their harvest kind of butt up against our planting time. Well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about what's going on in these markets. We'll get it from a demand perspective, both from soybeans and the corn, and of course some decent export numbers coming in on the soybean side. More is coming up. It is the Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.
1: Belief in our products is essential for our dealership network here at Fontanelle Hybrids. Here's Lynn Junk of Junk Seeds at Carroll, Nebraska. You know, I, I do fully believe in our portfolio of corn and the hybrids replacing. I do honestly believe that I am selling the best seed corn portfolio available on the market. For more, talk to your local Fontenelle hybrids dealer or go to fontanelle.com. Always read and follow label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices.
0: Well, here on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Susan Littlefield. Again, we're broadcasting from NCC The Classic. This is the winter edition cattle shows and sales taking place at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. But looking at what's happening in this market trade today, Jeff Peterson continues to join us with Heartland Farm Partners. We're going to look at a little bit of demand and export, just a little bit of export talk that I saw this morning. There's a lot of confidence going on right now with some above, you know, year ago levels and meeting that demand that's set forth by the USDA.
1: You know, there really is, Susan. And that's that's what's been really interesting about this is that you know we think about this really big crop that south america has and and it's actually got a little smaller just overall because of what we've had for these dry conditions that have happened in argentina and, but um... as a result a we've also had a slowness of harvest and and maybe the farmers even in south america in particular brazil holding on to their beans a little bit longer maybe there's some challenges with you know getting everything freighted out we know that at the ports you've got a lot of ships stacking up and and as a result of that, that's actually meant some pretty good inspection numbers and some good decent sales numbers here for us. So let's dig into the numbers. This week on the weekly export inspections, they came out uh, here today. They normally come out on Mondays. But you know, we had about 1.5 million metric tons um, that was inspected this past week. That would be about 60 million bushels. And that's a little bit down from last week. But the thing that's interesting, Susan, that does put us up 4% year to date. And that'd be crop year to date. That'd be reaching back to September over last year. Now, the interesting thing about that overall is as you dig into the numbers, and you know, what, what it looks like is USDA believes we're going to be down about 7.8%. And, you know, we are currently up 4% on inspections. Now, we do need to dig a little bit deeper into those numbers, though. And when we look at the, basically, the overall soybean exports, um, exports, when we take into account everything that's going on, meaning stuff we shipped out, stuff that we still have to ship, that would say we're currently unchanged from last year when USDA says we're going to be down about seven, you know, 7.8%. And as a matter of fact, though, what's interesting here is that as we dig into and look at January, January looks like the exports that we actually shipped out could be a second all time high right behind last year, 2021. And the way things are going right now in February, it's possible that February could be um, a new record. And the reason we're seeing actually that demand is just because of the slowness that's coming out of Brazil. I think everybody, I think uh, you know, China in particular, was sitting there waiting, hoping that those bushels would be available, hoping it'd be an early crop and they didn't show up. So then they physically started picking up some more out of the U.S.
0: What are your thoughts? I mean, can corn... Keep up with this demand. I mean, I, they've been a lot slower than what we've seen from a soybean perspective.
1: Yeah, it really has been. You know, corn is corn has really been lagging along. And and as we take a look at the exports, it, it is going to start picking up, and and that's a positive thing. We're seeing it on the weekly export sales side, but our latest numbers would actually say, Susan, USDA thinks we're going to be down about. percent when we look at the overall exports what we've shipped out and also what we physically have to ship yet that put us down about 40 percent so we are lagging behind but as we look at the values the thing that looks like you know we're we're the cheapest uh cheapest corn out there maybe there's some offers coming out of ukraine at times that could be a little cheaper than us but not as a general rule um so as you know we're, we're cheap that way now it looks like we could hold on on the offer side out there, until we get out in there to July, that's where we start seeing Brazil get a little bit more competitive. Now, there's a couple things. As this Safrina crop gets planted later, you know, as a result, that means we might have just a little bit longer window. As that Safrina crop gets planted later, it also means that her yield might be off. We might have a few people out there in that June and July window from the demand side saying, you know, we can't take a chance on that uh, Brazilian crop. We better maybe step in and buy some U.S. supply.
0: Earlier in the, the front half of our, our broadcast, you we talked a little bit about what's going on with this uh, safrino corn crop with South America. Do you see this right now as a good time for our guys to be looking at maybe some new crop sales?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I do. This This is, you know, it's, it's early in the year. So if you sit back and say, well, let's respect the seasonality of the market, I, I totally get that. And that would normally say you probably only should be 15, maybe 20 percent sold in here. We actually like to be a little bit heavier sold in this, up in that $6 area on the futures. The reason for that is that we still believe that South America is going to have a is going to have a good crop, and what we get concerned with down the road is as we start knowing more about acres and as we start figuring out where the weather is, we think that's going to more likely put a little pressure on this market to the downside. Even though, and then switching over to beans, Susan, um, right in here, we like being sold, you know, getting some sales on on the new crop side in that fourteen dollar area. And, and what we're looking at there is that we know eventually South America will get going with their harvest. There will be plenty of supply there and, and some, maybe some of the early demand that we picked up here, um, Brazil will pick up on the backside.
0: Some great stuff we talked about today, Jeff. Best way for folks to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at JeffPeterson01.
0: And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind you, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.